0: Greetings travelers, I'm Josh,
1: and I'm Kahi,
0: and we're the Genshin Genshin Guys. Welcome all, this podcast is for fans of Genshin Impact, the mobile game made by Hoyoverse, formerly known as MiHoYo. Here we talk about our opinions, experiences, and dreams about Genshin Impact. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to the podcast. If you want to listen to people talk about Genshin, you've come to the right place. So, before we get started, Kahi, how are you doing today?
1: doing rather well a lot of rain going on outside intermittently scattered showers here and there so hopefully you don't hear too much background noise but it's actually pretty good uh the summer weather is nearing its end so i'm getting all those nice cool breezes back Uh oh, it's gonna be cooling off nicely just before fall starts and how are you jason uh, how are you jayside uh anything going on around you as far as weather how's the weather up there
0: uh yeah i mean i'm good uh the weather is um, hot in Tokyo, so uh, very humid, but it's getting there. It's getting close. It's, like, still kind of rainy season. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm good myself, just enjoying, uh, you know, enjoying stuff and things. And uh, actually, by the way, there's, like, a Genshin Impact uh, Cafe uh, collab coming soon. Again, it's, like, the next run of it. Um, they had it a couple years ago, but or, like, a year ago. And um, so I'm really excited to go to that, too. So I've been trying to plan that. Um, but yeah, uh, other, other than that, it's a Japan thing. So, um, great then let's get started. I'll introduce today's topics, which is, um, our first topic of the day is as always our weeks in Genshin followed by Genshin news. And our new segment lore learn along where we talk about the lore and learn about it together while we're looking it up. You can hear our live reactions to learning more about the lore because we want to learn more about the lore. We want to be experts. And for those of you that are, that don't have the time to go into, you know, the Genshin wiki and look things up, we got you. We're going to talk about some of the key characters in the game. Maybe the ones that are not as well known, um, as far as information goes, but It's going to be fun. And today we're going to be talking about Alice and I'll tell you why later the next topic after that is we will be doing one of those fun, which Genshin character are you quizzes online? Um, of course I will link the uh, link in the description so you can take it as well if you're interested in taking it. And lastly, we'll talk about the community discussion question as always, and uh, our responses to last week's question as well as our new question for next week. So stay tuned. Okay, let's get started with our weeks in Genshin. So, uh, Kahi, how has your week in Genshin been?
1: Uh, I'm still going through that Aranara quest line. (laughs) This long blue quest just never ends. I keep you. You were right. You were telling me about they added like another separate book in your uh, yeah the journal in your your inventory, like a special all the special items, and it's a thing that you can look and inspect and see all the pages in i which i kind of forgot until way later after i was going through the whole quest line but it does update does tell you what you've done kind of shows you like little recaps of what you've got so far and i just don't even know when this is going to end i i know i saw screenshots of like all the other characters going to meet along the way in that quest and i just really want (laughs) to i just really want to see all the star wars references but (laughs) <laughs> this is. I feel like it. It's way too long. Maybe. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like this blue quest is too long. I. They should have made it like a gold, a gold colored quest, so that these people know that it's, you know, important to like the major story. But typically, like this whole time, anytime you come across like a blue quest mark, mo- a blue quest mark, it's like small side story. The fact that it just keeps going on, is kind of like. It's killing me because I keep thinking, okay, this is the part where I'm going to get the thing and then I'm going to complete the quest. No, there's still more. I just, I have to keep reading all of their dialogue and it's just, I, it's not as interesting as I thought.
0: Yeah, you know, like I, I definitely welcome, like, I, I welcome more story, of course, for sure. And like, it, they obviously put some work into this quest, but maybe there should be a way to differentiate like blue quest from this kind of multi-layered super long quest because, um, you know, it's, it's so involved. Like you can't detour, like you're, you have to like completely focus on this quest and, um, and it spends a really long time. So like, it's actually meant to be done while you're exploring. Um, I don't think you're supposed to just like go and find everything right away. Um, but at the same time, you know, being a blue quest is kind of deceiving because it's not, it's not like any other blue quests we've had up until now. And um, the part about it that also kind of bothers me is like, it's so long. I wish there was voice acting. Like this is like a quest where um, it definitely is on par with like main story quests or even like the uh, character story quests, but it, it's just, it's so much reading. And like, while I don't mind the reading normally, like, you know, it's it's just a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of words that are kind of hard to like grasp because they're like Aranara words. And so like I kind of wish they would just say it, you know, but but yeah, that's a crazy quest. So you're still doing that then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I found all three of the fruits uh, using that, that new lyre to play the, the theme songs to get the fruit and to go into that separate realm and just inspect it. Come back out. Okay. When I first <laughs> when I first played the tune. I got flashbacks to Ocarina of Time, and it just went all the way back to the big, the original debate of, oh, this is such a Breath of the Wild clone. Well, they they borrowed some more from Legend of Zelda, apparently. Uh, it's just there's more things that this game is trying to do that it's someone's gonna eventually look at its comparison to the other games. But the more that they yeah. add, it's just gonna keep crossing over into features of other games, which is good or, in the Well, backing, that, that's I
0: guess. how that's how that's how that's how games. Evolve, right? Like they they borrow from each other and take the best parts and whatever works for their game, works. So like, it doesn't make sense to not copy anything ever because then we would never have another RPG. You know, we would never have right. another no MMO. Like, so, but yeah, it'd be like, oh well, you know, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy 14 are exactly the same. So you know, one of them shouldn't exist. Like it it's doesn't inevitable. Sense, so
1: there's gonna be things that feel yeah, similar. just this one in particular. It's
0: more it's more about how they do it, right? Yeah. Like how they borrow so i think right now genshin has been doing a great job so far of not exactly copying anything though there are other games copying a lot from genshin <laughs> like course. the new seven deadly sins game coming out and tower and, you know. of fantasy so <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah well, Tower of mm-hmm. fantasy like they yeah they're still like you know we talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit in our past episode oh, we but, did. but yeah anyway um so yeah that quest line i'm also still going through very very long Um, but other than that, um, I, so I changed my commissions. So for me this week, uh, in Sumeru, I changed my commissions to Sumeru so that I could get daily quests, um, there, the daily commissions, and it's kind of giving me more incentive to explore places that I haven't been to. Um, like I haven't like, to be honest, this past week, I've been like focusing on like a bunch of other things, um, a couple of different, uh, games, but I, you know, I want to sit down this next week, especially because all the events are going to start ending soon, like in a week or so, and uh, doing the events. And part of me has not, ex- like, I haven't explored yet. So I have been putting the commissions in Sumeru so that it kind of forces me to explore a little bit every day. Um, so I had to, like, you know, there's a commission way over on the corner of the map, and I haven't been to any of the teleporters near there. So I have to, <laughs> to if I want my Primo gems, I have to, like, find a way to get there. And so yeah, it's been fun um, switching the commissions, getting some new commissions, um, learning a little bit about like the locals um, in these quests. But um, yeah, I've been using that, those commissions as incentive to explore. That's what I've been doing this past week. So those are our, that's our weeks in Genshin, and I'm sure we'll have so much more to talk about um, over the coming weeks as we uh, get to you know then the anniversary of Genshin, and we're gonna start seeing like a new live stream soon probably there's no announcement yet but you know we know it's coming and um yeah so other than that let's talk about Genshin news (laughs) so in Genshin news this week uh we had two birthdays we had Chung Yoon on September 7th and we had Razor on September 9th so that's pretty cool um that they're so close together but it's funny they actually released like a little calendar image um and they showed like all the birthdays this month there's like four of them I think so um that's pretty nice um, there is a new banner um, with Ganyu. There's two two five stars are Ganyu and Kokomi. And then there are Dory, Shincho, and Sucrose as the uh, rate up four stars. Hey, did now, you get there's Komi? also the weapon banner, of course. Hmm? Oh, did I get, did Kokomi? get Kokomi? No, not yet. I'm working mm. on it. Working on it. Yeah. I didn't get Dory yet either. But um, new weapon banner, Amos Bow, and Everlasting Moonglow, which is Ganyu and Kokomi's five-star weapons respectively. And, um, yeah, speaking of Dory, uh, there was a new video, um, called business is booming. Um, and it is like a Dory highlight video that kind of gives a little bit of story, but also, um, explains how to use Dory, like how her character works in detail. It's like a five minute long video. And, um, you know, I played Dory in the trial. She's pretty fun. I think it was really cool. Like I said, last podcast, I really, really don't, like her Japanese voice, but, um, you know, maybe like her play style is maybe fun enough for me to try playing her more and maybe I'll get used to it. But, um, but yeah, so that Dory business is booming video. Um, interestingly enough, you know, I was watching it in English and I was like, huh, like this, who's this voice? And she said that she's like the grand sorceress. And I was like, oh, like, okay. Um, and then they don't ever explain who it is, but then if I look into the Japanese one, Um, in the Japanese Twitter, they post the name of the voice actress and who is also the voice actress for, or who is the voice actress for Klee, uh, Klee's mom, sorry, Klee's mom, Alice. And so, you know, she gives a little bit of like a story background of like how she met Dory when she was in Sumeru and how like, you know, she met Dory before she was a little, like before she was the merchant that you know today. And she talks a lot about, um, her history there. And so I was really curious about like, huh? Like, so this is Alice. So this is Clee's mom and she knows a lot about Dory. Like I wonder more about Alice because we haven't really heard too much about her, like maybe in the event we heard about her a little bit from the past summer event, but it inspired me to want to learn more about Alice. And so I was reading the wiki page and I was like, Hey, we should do this together, (laughs) which leads us into our next segment of the lore learn along. So, lower learn long is like I said earlier we wanna we wanna just i'm gonna basically read through the wiki um Kahi is going in blind, I'm gonna be explaining stuff, and we're gonna be talking about um everything that's on here as much as we can, so um, yeah, so let's start our lower learn long segment Osmanthus wine tastes the same as I remember, okay, you ready, Kahi?
1: You're ready when you are
0: okay, so. I'm going to be, um, using, uh, this wiki page of Genshin dash com slash wiki slash Alice. And, um, this, this wiki is fantastic. There's so much research put in here. Um, there is, uh, like links upon links and all the sources are, are listed here. So, you know, they're not just making up stories. You know, they'll say like assumptions, but they have links to everything that proves uh, what they are talking about and where they got their information
1: Uh, citations.
0: Um, You love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn made up lore. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like it's it's, it's either part of the game or it's not, you know? So let's get started. So let's talk about Alice. So Alice is Clee's mother, as well as a famous adventurer who authored the Tavat travel guide. She is a polymath whose skills include alchemy, astrology, engineering, magic, and medicine. Additionally, she is an elder within the Hexen, the Hexen circle, an organization with both, with, with uh, an organization, which both Mona and Mona's master also belong to. Okay. I'm going to stop a couple every like paragraph or so, so we can like talk about it really quickly. So the Hexen circle, right? So Hexen circle, do you know what Hexen circle is, Kahi?
1: No, can you spell that for me? Because I want to know if it's like hex or some other type of word.
0: It's it's hex. It's German, and uh, it's H E X E N Z I R K E L, and it it literally means circle of witches. Um, in English, we would probably circle. say a coven. Okay, cool. Yeah, you know, and remember, it's like Monstadian, so like they base a lot of their words in German. And the Hexen Circle is an organization of witches which conducts Irminsul soul explorations and gathers around for quote unquote formal tea parties. Not all witches are members. Lisa, the Witch of the Purple Rose, explicitly denies her interest in the Hexen Circle. La Senora, who was once known as Crimson Witch of the Flame, has no ties to the Hexen Circle and takes great offense being called a witch at all. And uh, since Lisa says that, um, like, their Hexen Circle about Mona when she's talking about Mona, their Hexen circle, Mona's master is also most likely a member of the circle, possibly an elder in the circle. So we don't know much about that yet, but we just know that it exists. okay? And that uh, Alice is an elder in the Hexen circle as well. So while Alice has not yet been met in person, she was directly involved in setting up the version 1.6 event, Midsummer Island Adventure, and left a phonograph record with a message from her in the event for the event's attendees to find. She was also involved in sending the party to the Golden Apple Archipelago again in version 2.8's event, Summertime Odyssey, although she does not seem to have a hand in the events that occur afterwards. So, um, right, and we know that from, from just playing through the event, right?
1: Before, so, the f- I think the first mm-hmm. time Mona showed up, Mona showed up or her story was we were trying to find like a certain box that was left by Mona's master. And then it was uh-huh. given to some other one that Mona kept calling the old hag.
0: Yeah, so Mona's master is the old hag.
1: Oh, Mona's master is the old hag. Okay, but then Klee showed up right. in that same storyline. So Klee's mom is not the old hag; is not her master. Two different people, right? Correct.
0: And and okay. Hmm. Yes, and we and we and we go into that. Um, and I also had similar a similar sentiment when I was um when I was reading through this. I was like, oh. Yeah. So if I click on Mona's master here, so Mona's master is known as the old hag, is a master hydromancer. It appears Mona's greatest wish is to overtake her in Hydromancy and become known as the world's greatest astrologer. She's also the friend and rival of Alice, a famous adventurer and powerful mage. She's only talented in astrology, while Alice is well versed in a variety of magical fields. So so she so they're rivals actually, like in terms of like who's the best witch.
1: Mona and, and Alice?
0: So No, Alice and Mona's master.
1: Okay. I'm just going to call her the old (laughs) hag because that's how I remember her.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Alice and the old hag are rivals. All right. So um, let's continue with the profile. So um, Alice is an adventurer who belongs to a long-lived race, right? And I think that this is like an elven race like Klee because Klee has pointed ears, right? So Alice is an adventurer who belongs to a long-lived race and is at least 500 years old herself. She has allegedly seen the entire world and possibly even beyond, based on the description of Wings of Feasting, her reference to the Rubicon, and her narration of Aloy's collected miscellany in Dainsleff's place. So remember Dainslev usually does those those like character description things.
1: I could have but sworn deal with Dainsleaf. But yeah. Yeah, it that was it was
0: it was Dainslev. And then um, he did Aloys and he did Dory. She did, uh, she did Aloys and she did Dory's this time. Right. So, um, just backtrack a second. Um, the wings of feasting, um, what exactly is the wings of feasting? It's a wind glider obtained through, uh, <laughs> it's a wind glider obtained through the redemption code obtained by buying a specific KFC combo meal in China. It was from the event.
1: Jeremy, That's so I funny. I that.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. and, there's, and there's like a there's, – there's lore that says that, um, that she – yeah, that she said something like – oh, yeah, so there's this thing. Okay, so here's the lore from that, that wing glider. This is a wing glider that was exclusive to the KFC event. It says, this is an item that drifted here from another world. It symbolizes that world's final feast and the coming of the weekend. Once upon a time, that world was ruled by dragons, but not the ones you hear about in stories. These were more akin to a cross between lizards and chickens. It might be hard for you to imagine it, Klee, but that was exactly what the world was like. Fish dragons lived in the oceans, and bird dragons soared across the skies on wings that were super huge. They were powerful creatures, and so they looked down on all the other animals. In that world, they were rulers of all life. Later on, humans appeared in that world. No one knows how that happened, maybe they came with falling meteorites, who knows. But what we know is they had a strange habit, which is known as Sunday dinner. Not long after that day came, the feast was about to begin. Dragon drumsticks and dragon wings were smeared with flour and were subjected to the flames of furnaces that humans made. They were made into food for everyone. They say that dragon meat tasted delicious, causes the people to lick their fingers after eating. The Sunday feast, which used to only happen once a week, became a daily occurrence because the meat was just too good. This is great! Let's have Sunday dinner every day of the week! And so everyone cheered, and that was how the time of the dragons come to an end. This wind glider commemorates the Great Extinction and was not always this color. It was once blue and white. Klee's mother changed his color scheme to be more amenable to that of their family, which resulted in its current form. She returned home briefly to leaving leaving this wind glider behind before leaving once again. And this is a quote from Alice. Teyvat's borders have grown fragile these past two years. Looks like mommy's going to have to get busy.
1: She's talking about dinosaurs?
0: So, yes, she's talking about she's- dinosaurs <laughs> and how they eventually went extinct and oh that humans God. came maybe from the meteorites and then we invented something called family dinner <laughs> or Sunday dinner. And then, um, and you know, it's like it has to tie into KFC, but obviously they, they wrote it in such like a lower way. And... um. And, like, as we're going to see here as we go forward, like, you know, um, Alice likes to make stories for Klee. Um, and and so, like, this is the story that she made for Klee, but it's, like, completely canonical to, like, how our world is, right? So and they imply that she she left Teyvat's world, found this thing, and left it here, and then came back or something like that. So it's, it sounds like canonically she's gone to our universe, which is, like, I'm curious if that's going to be a thing. So, um, so yeah, so they said that based on that description and her reference to the Rubicon, which is, uh, like the point of no return, it looks like it's a real place in the Roman empire. Let me see this. Oh yeah, Roman. Let's see, uh, the first. Yeah, the phrase crossing the Rubicon is an idiom that means one is passing the point of no return. Its meaning comes from an allusion to the crossing of the River of Rubicon by Julius Caesar in early January 49 BC. So yeah, so this is like a reference to our world. Like these are references to our world implying that Alice has been outside of Teyvat. And then her narration of Aloy um, is really interesting because she talks about like, um, oh, it's been a long time since I've seen another traveler in Teyvat, and then she explains aloy's background before like while she like she met her talked to aloy and, and all this stuff so um alice is a very very curious character so all right let's move on because uh because we have a lot to cover so alice's immense magical prowess is such that albedo calls her a knight omnipotent omnipotent sorceress while Diluc states that she is the only other person besides venti the mortal form of the enema archon barbados who could have arranged the events at the Golden Ar- Apple Archipelago during the Midsummer Island Adventure. Mona also speaks favorably of Alice's skill set and sought out Alice's successor, Klee, in hopes that their combined knowledge would be enough to read the traveler's fate, failing to anticipate the possibility that Alice had not passed any of her magical skills onto Klee. She also states that the Narukami pillars on Yashiori Island, which suppress the Tataragami, were allegedly created by the Raiden Shogun um, who were created with techniques that are quite familiar to Alice. So just a bunch of little things here that just say that like, you know, she is a really powerful sorceress, right?
1: So back up, back up to her um, like her mm. race thing a while ago, because so okay. Alice and Klee, obviously they are from an actual separate race, kind of like how we have like the animal people, kind of like how we have the cat people. So mm. Nahida's also the same thing she has the same kind of ears or kusanali so right either her being an archon has nothing to do with her aging or she's just already of that race which makes her live long anyways because apparently they klee and alice can live long time already right
0: right that's what it seems like okay i'm gonna actually get more into that as we talk about history okay Okay, so, um, but that's a good point, yeah. So, Kusanali also has pointed ears. <laughs> so, let's see. Alice touts a commendable um, number of skills and contributions to the world of Teyvat, which includes, but it's not limited to, astrology, alchemy, creating puzzles and hydro barriers throughout the Golden Apple Archipelago, explosives crafting, creating Dodoko, an explosive doll which she taught Klee how to make, inventing the phonograph, inventing the Tamari game, Potion concocting, testing various scientific endeavors and engineering projects, although most of her known attempts ended in failure, and inventing a long-distance instant communication device, which we saw in the event, right? So, um, that's just an overview of her stuff, and then I'm going to talk about her personality real quick, and then we'll stop before we go into story, because the, the history part is like really, really important, and it's also the last segment. So, uh, personality. Alice is a free spirited person who exercises little restraint and acts impulsively. She blew up parts of storm terrors lair because she felt that the ruins didn't seem ancient enough and a concocted potion to cure Echo's stutter only to leave him with the side effect of being able to imitate others around him. Okay. I want to talk about that real quick. This is really funny because there is a millilith guard in leeway who just imitates everything you say. And you're like, he's like, you're like, stop copying me. And he's like, stop copying me. And then you're like, bye. And he's like, bye. And Apparently, <laughs> that that is a result of Alice trying to fix his stutter, and it ended up making him only copy people around him. <laughs> I could have sworn what the heck?
1: A, I could have sworn there was like a bird in the the what is it in Fischl's castle? I am pretty sure one of those birds do the same thing. It might have been just, just like one oh of those God, so NPCs or you know, off to the side, but I, I could have sworn yeah. there was one that did.
0: Yeah. That. So you you like you think like nothing of it, but like. It's so weird that that's tied to Alice. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a random NPC that that copies you. Like you think it's supposed to be funny, but actually, Alice made him that way. You said <laughs> like, she like they really think about these characters, like really.
1: You said she she invented the phonograph, right? Yeah. And she mm-hmm. invented a communicator that can travel long distance.
0: The the you know like the the communication device that they use in the past event to like contact Venti and then she interferes with it. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So the reason why I'm pointing that out is because that does, that does say a lot about the technology in the current world. Like if she's this prestigious, you know, mage and she invented these seemingly like great inventions, but they're kind of basic compared to our human modern technology. I don't know if any other nations on the planet are going to be nearly as technologically advanced so it's it's kind of a limiter in a way but it, it helps you kind of see what the threshold is for how technology works in this world if this is like the well, considered we, the pinnacle. we talked about
0: this right mm-hmm. like fontaine yeah like i'm um, going into fontaine yeah movies right i mean like y- you say you say that right like but then like think about ruin guards like there's <laughs> they're, they're like compared to what we have in our world they're way more technologically advanced you know but they're like also seemingly run off of magic in a way. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but
1: what I'm saying is like what technology humans themselves are capable of producing. Because I know in Liyue, we, we used those magic ballistas to, you know, fight the, the big sea monster. And like even back then in Liyue, yeah. the camera was considered like, whoa, this was a really cool invention. That's the first time we actually got a camera. But uh, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to see like how far into the how far or how advanced the technology humans make versus ancient technology. There's always going to be like that ancient civilization that no one knew and they were all hyper advanced and everything. But like how far did humanity progress since then if this is like considered pinnacle technology? Because it, it does say a little bit about how far we've advanced since the era of the gods and everything.
0: Yeah, I like I'm, I think we should wait until we see Fontaine because yeah, Fontaine I, yeah, is I supposed hope... to be the engineering capital, right? Yeah, I hope it's
1: still, they're still really good and, advance and we get to see a lot more of different kinds of like a scenery or like magic that's not really magic but more more like human ingenuity so eh, maybe right maybe this is just me reading too much into it but i just thought it was an int- interesting indicator
0: yeah i think i think it's really hard to gauge because their world has magic like our, our world doesn't have that kind of magic so like what we would consider technology they can do the same thing but with magic so like you know it doesn't it doesn't really like we can't line them up next to each other because like they can do a bunch of stuff we can't do just because they can and you know we can do stuff because we've invented it but like they don't need to invent it because they have magic <laughs> so so we'll, we'll see right like you don't need cars because you can just teleport <laughs> like I, I mean i don't know like they they like imply teleporting is like a canonical thing but like does anybody else do it like is it just traveler like how does that work like you know
1: probably drains magic of some sort or elemental energy and I not am. everyone has access to it but yeah we can speculate right. that, all we that's want.
0: that's the other aspect right yeah the other aspect is interesting like the vision part like how people can use visions to do magic stuff like it's pretty interesting but, uh, but okay, so um, so yeah, so both Jean and Albedo remark that Klee takes after her mother in many ways, with Albedo commenting that his only relief is that Klee is not yet as destructive as Alice. Great. So, and Klee is pretty destructive already. So despite her impulsiveness, Alice is quite powerful, is also quite powerful and intelligent, taking inspiration from her adventures to draft various ideas and experiments. She also dotes on Klee a great deal, and Klee, an in-, in turn adores her. Alice devised Dodico after observing Amber's Baron Bunny and designed an entire fictional story revolving around it for Klee to enjoy, going as far as to arrange the events at the Golden Apple Archipelago and invite several people whom Klee is close with for a summer vacation. She also secretly checks on Klee at Mondstadt while she performs her job. Alongside doting on her real daughter, Alice shows her maternal side to those who treat Klee well. She insisted that Albedo call her mother, to which he refused, and decided that he was now part of their family. Following Krapus's death several years ago, um, Alice sent Deluke a condolence letter, which she also insisted on treating him like her own child due to the way he had cared for Klee in the past. And I think that that comes from the, uh, the event that we saw recently with Deluc, because uh, Krapus is Deluc's father, right? So, uh, so yeah, any comment?
1: So we all, we, it's, it's already established. Alice is still roaming around, still doing her work, still doing her business and still makes contact with certain characters. Like, um, in the most recent one, Dory, um, she said that Dory is the only one that actually kind of keeps in touch. So these other instances is only like, we know Albedo, had contact, but doesn't frequently or doesn't still keep up with Alice. Alice more checks in on them. Dory actually keeps, you know, communicating to Alice, and Alice even uh, supplies her with a bunch of, I guess, trinkets or gadgets that Dory sells in the market. So Dory might actually come back a lot in the future. Because, you know, like, we have people Mm -hmm. from the way come forward with people from Inazuma that uh, are still going to be making their making their appearances but Dory's is going to be the one that is a good avenue for bringing really weird tech into the picture or like an explanation of why certain other technology exists out there because Dory is going to be the one that's that sees it that kind of she's always involved in the underground black markets or in auctions and so she's more familiar with all kinds of technology being passed around whether legit or illegitimate so that's still why i think she's the one that has uh daya's great start i'm pretty sure if anything has been sold for a lot dory might know about it so uh, she's she's a good recurring you know character that can be used as some kind of justification for things just popping up out of nowhere
0: yeah, because she's like well connected, right? So she could be, which is like you know, to my dismay, not liking her voice. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Still going. We'll
0: we'll, well, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But okay, so now we we just have two more segments, which is history and present day. Okay, and uh, history is longer, but present day is pretty short. So let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so first paragraph. So Alice became acquainted with the Kyanrian, uh alchemist Rhindardir. At an unknown point in the past, the two have a close enough bond that Ryan Daughter later sent Albedo, her apprentice and creation, to seek Alice out for help with his final assignment. Alice, in turn, brought him to the Knights of Favonius in Mondstadt, believing they had the resources to build a large research lab for him. So, okay, so that that's what happened. Any comment?
1: What was the guy's name again?
0: Rhein Rhein daughter. Rein it's de- kind of hard. It's like R R H I N E. Like think German, right? R H like Rhine, and then da- daughter daughter D O T T I R. Rhine daughter. Yeah, I daughter. don't. Ear. I don't
1: remember seeing that name.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so he is the uh, also. Oh no, she. so sorry, sorry. She is na- known as Gold, and she is like one of the most profound um researchers um and practitioners of like uh the art of chemia which is like alchemy um used by the people of kynra uh, Kainria, and um they she she created um durin and albedo so she's the master like the one that albedo talks about i think
1: we and, made um, albedo what the hell Oh right yeah, cuz he's, he's a, the one that made Oh it yeah like, cuz he's an alchemist. He's always involved in alchemy. So it makes sense that she yeah, has a master. Yeah. And
0: she's the okay. one that taught him the alchemy. Okay. okay and okay. um and like she's also linked to the cataclysm uh apparently. So yeah, and there's like a whole maybe we can do a different deep dive on her but she has like a whole thing too. Um but basically just know that like she is like one of the peak alchemists. Um and like was also friends or acquaintances with Alice um and so centuries ago alice encountered an otherworldly traveler in uh, otherworldly outlander in Teyvat, which was the last time such an outlander appeared before aloy's arrival so she's like mentioning that like she met probably your sibling and then um since the sibling um aloy arrived and then she hasn't met you yet so she became acquainted with Yae Miko at some point, calling the over 500-year-old Kitsune a quote-unquote little girl and recounts the in the Inazuma edition of Teyvat Travel Guide how easy it was to make Miko cry. Alice also mentions Asase Hibiki as quote-unquote that killjoy shrine maiden and Nico, the, the uh, Neko, the cat, as quote-unquote that fat cat. And uh, further indicating that she traveled to Inazuma after the cataclysm 500 years ago. Any comment? How
1: old was Yaimiko? I mean, how, how old is, is Yaimiko? I, I know that even them and Raiden Shogun, they've, they're older than we think. But are they around right. the same age as Nahida? Because you're talking 500 years.
0: That's a good question. So, so like see. what is I don't think, what does
1: time even look like to these people?
0: I don't know. This weirdly enough, there is no, Well, actually hold on.
1: Cuz I know there's there's characters that seem to transcend time itself because just, they just have that same look over the years It's documented they look like that and now they look like this now. But there has to be like some some linear progression in age for for at least some of the the majority of the people on this planet of course there's the exceptions so yeah. then who are the exceptions and why are they the exceptions so it's it's hard to like know like Ben. it could be 500 years old at this point now <laughs> so like what's the standard here
0: well it sounds like um Let's see. It sounds like Miko was a girl, a young girl, 500 years ago. And that's all we know. So we don't actually know how old she is, but assuming that she looks the way she does now after, and 500 years ago, she was a girl. She's probably around 600 ish. So, you know, and I'm looking at a thing here that says like, in contrast, Ganyu participated in the Archon War over 2,000 years ago. So, <laughs> Well, that's Adepti. So, uh, Adepti or something else. Yeah, 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 Adepti or something else. They have so, that
1: background already.
0: So, okay, so that happened, and was um, yeah, a little girl. and So 50 years ago, Alice made a pact with her friend and rival, Mona's master, so the old hag, resulting in Alice taking possession of her diary, which Alice in turn eventually left in Klee's care.
1: That's the one, yeah. That's what Mona yeah, was so looking for. That's what you are talking yeah. about, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Okay, at some point in time Alice met Clee's father, a renowned another renowned adventurer during her travels. I have a feeling about that statement by the way that like maybe her father is the leader of the Knights of Favonius, question mark. Wait,
1: so say that again. So Alice found Klee's Alice, father? Alice
0: at some point in time met her Klee's father, another renowned adventurer during her travels, but
1: but Klee is a product of them. Right. Not just.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let me see here. So Klee has a voice line that's called about the parents and says, my mom and dad are the famousest travelers in Teyvat. My mom writes, uh, mom writes the Teyvat travel guide. So all the restaurants and hotels in the world care what she's cares, what she thinks about them. So that's it. That's the only info we ever got on her dad. Is mm-hmm. that okay. uh she says, My mom and dad are the most famous travelers in Teyvat, basically. So I and I think that because because they're making the Knights of Favonius the real Grandmaster, because Jean is the acting grandmaster, right? And the real grandmaster is um uh what's his name?
1: No, there's a woman. There's the dandelion Knight. No,
0: no, no, it's a guy, it's a guy. Really? No, uh, it's a guy, it's a guy. That she she ascended and became, you know ascended hmm. or whatever that name of that kind of thing is um but the it's a guy the guy that everyone's like this guy's so good at fighting um what was it child we talked i think we talked about it in another the child uh, no no here um let me see varka varka the current grandmaster varka is out of on um, on an expedition with his squad he is the uh the knight of boreas and he is very, very strong. And uh, every character that has a voice line about him says he's like, like he's nuts. Like he's like super strong. So, um, yeah, he, uh, we don't know. Like he's just, we just know he's one of the strongest people in Mondstadt. Tartaglia calls him the Titan of the Knights of Favonius and hopes to one day face him in combat. Barbara says that there's nothing to worry about as long as he's leading the expedition. And Eula suspects that he had been intentionally holding back during a sparring session with, with her. So um yeah, so he just like this he's like this uh really well liked guy who's like really strong, also rather carefree and um often leaves Gene to perform the actual duties required of his position while he goes out on expeditions. But Gene does not resent him for it and Kaya says he appreciates Farka's attitude. So um and also I think he's the one that yeah, he brought in Razor. Um Okay. Um, he, no, he met Razor. He he met Razor. Uh, that's it. He like helped raise him a little bit, I guess.
1: Okay, so Vanessa is the name I was looking for. Vanessa, the the original Dandelion yeah. Knight. Right. Not okay. Varka was like more She's, recent one. I mean, Varka's, Varka's the Grand alive, Master. Right.
0: Yes, Varka's still alive. Yes, okay. Varka is just out on expedition right now. Like we haven't okay. met him. We haven't seen much about him, but he's very important in Mondstadt, But we just have not seen him yet.
1: So, Vanessa was the one that was thinking that because she was like alive a long, long time ago, might have connections to Alice or more connections to Alice or oh, and more of a history. Yeah, so,
0: so, so you're right. So, Vanessa is the one who ascended to godhood, basically. She's one of the only like two people that have ever done that, supposedly. Um, so let me see here. Vanessa,
1: like VE Vanessa, I see. Yeah, because when we were in Mondstadt, I remember Jean's story was, like, you know, following her around. She's trying to, like, figure out, like, what she wants to do, like, what her work ethic is and what her inspiration was and her inheriting all this responsibility and titles. We had to pick, like, a nickname for her, and if you pick Dandelion Knight, that was, like, the correct one. You got, like, a really good interaction, but then if you pick, like, the, the Lion Knight or something else you got something else that says does not really like me
0: mm. there. So she is the one who is, so she's, she has red hair and she is like supposedly part of the pyro nation. Like she was originally from the pyro nation.
1: The fire nation. <laughs> Sorry. That's the only thing I can think of.
0: Yeah. 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 Then the pyro nation attacked, right? So, um yeah, so she, oh man, we could probably do a whole episode on her too just because like there's not that much information, but like we could we could touch on some of these like we could like do a Knights of Favonius episode or something. But like she is really important and is really important for the story, I think, and I feel like we'll eventually see either her impact or her when we get to like the end game, but like I don't know, she's like one of those characters that seems like um you know, she's waiting for you at the end kind of thing. It's kind of like nice. She's supposed to be like really strong.
1: It's kind of good that there's a character that's just always looming in the background that is still kind of following you around or keeping tabs on like what's going on or this, this ever-present, you know, being just so that you have something to kind of chase or just, you know, look through. It, it helps keep the intrigue going. It helps keep the, their interests. Also, it helps push the story along a little bit. You know, like there's, there's one other person who's just out there investigating and you're just doing your thing over here. So what are they investigating? So like, is there something else going on? It just, it helps ask another question when you, when you go to these new areas or just solve these little, little puzzles, which draws, draws more mm. interest into the world itself.
0: I see. So yeah, I mean like any, every little thing, right. Um, that like keeps us going in the story. So great. So, hold on a second.
1: Because there's other games that do this really well, too. Like, they introduce a character or they have, like, a group or they have this particular thing that is always going on in the world around you, even though you don't see it, even though you don't actually get to interact with it. Just the fact that something like that is around like in destiny 2 there was always this talk about oh there's space dragons and like for the entire first game you never saw them you just saw bones and then the second game they actually had a dragon appear in like right. the raid and everyone was just losing their mind so it it's building up to moments like that like you you have a character that's just always lurking and then the more references to that character that come out the more interested you are yeah. in the unfolding story, even though they're not even in the current yeah, story. It's like Alice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Alice, right? Like, that's... Like, but there's so many characters like this in Genshin because Genshin's world is so vast. But it's great because they sparkle... I mean, they sprinkle little little tidbits of information everywhere. Like... And, like, the thing is, like, you know, most people will never see a lot of it. Like, like the, the tidbits of information because it's in, like, the Teyvat history guide. It's in, like, the, the voice line pages in the profile section. Like... You know, like they're, that's why this wiki is so great because people are like finding these information and gathering them and putting them all in one place and they have all the sources. So, um, uh, but yeah, okay. Let's, let's keep going. Cause, uh, I don't want to do too long, but, but the next part is really interesting. So she met Klee's father during their travels. Uh, then they had Klee decided to stay in Monset for a while to raise her around this time. Albedo sought her out at Ryan Durder's behest leading Alice to take the boy in and insist on treating each other as a real family, further insisting that Albedo referred to her as mother. Alice also imparted Barbara with the idol magazine, inspiring the young Deaconess to become an idol for Alice's Tevat idols group. Although the group never came to fruition due to recruitment troubles. So, um, and then if I like click on Barbara's character story, um, magazine thing here, it's like Alice's idol magazine. So like, Literally, Alice brought her uh, idol magazine from our world. (laughs) Like like that's that's like what it's saying. Wait,
1: there is a magazine that exists in the game that came from our world.
0: No, so Barbara has like a voice line.
1: Hmm.
0: I think Um, here I'm looking at Barbara's. It's in Barbara's character story. So it's like um, the first time Barbara heard this. Like so, it's like it starts out like dot 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 idol. And it says, the first time Barbara heard this strange world, she was visibly confused. But aren't the seven the ones that people are supposed to worship? And Alice is like, yes, but not exclusively, replied Alice, an elder of the Hexen Circle, as she groomed the young girl for stardom. Read this. It contains everything you'll need to know. And it says, Idol Magazine was the name of the assigned reading material. Barbara had no idea what world this magazine had come from, but by reading it, she found out that there was indeed such thing as an idol, and that it mainly involved working hard at getting everyone to like you. She also discovered that an outstanding idol is capable of not just bringing joy to themselves, but also spiritual healing to others through the power of song and dance. Barbara set out learning one new song after another, dancing to the beat as she went. Finally, she found happiness, and she found it in the smiling faces of others. Sometime later, when Alice anxiously relayed to Barbara that plans for Tevat idols were falling through, Barbara was starting to make a name for herself through her performances a Mondstadt. Hmm, well, if I'm the only one left, I guess you can leave it to me to define what it really means to be an idol. Driven by this ever so slightly selfish ambition to spread joy and healing to others, Barbara is slyly swatting up on new tunes behind the scenes to this very day.
1: Okay, I knew that she found and read a magazine, and that's what kind of spurred her to be an idol. I didn't know Alice gave her the magazine. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and it's like, and she okay. said, I don't know what world this this magazine came from. Yeah, so I thought she
1: just found it, like on the so side what, of the road. what
0: what that implies to me is that like um, they they can read English, <laughs> like or whatever language the world that magazine came from. Um, and then uh, yeah, so that's pretty interesting that Alice is the one that gave her the audio magazine. So let's see. Next, moving on. Sometime after Krapus died four years before the game start, Klee noticed Deluc's disappearance, which prompted Alice to look into the matter. After finding out about Krapus's passing, Alice sent Deluc a lengthy letter to express her condolences and give him words of encouragement. Three years before the game start, Alice and Klee's father went to travel somewhere quote-unquote dangerous and far away and entrusted Klee to Albedo and the Knights of Favonius. Alice began writing the Teyvat travel guide in the recent past, documenting notable areas and features in her travels. Although its highly personal and subjective writing style make the work read more like her personal diary rather than an actual travel guide, the Mondstadt and Liwei editions began circulating some time ago. As Jifang of the Wanwen Bookhouse claims, the Liwei edition has been out of print for some times for some time, due to its Uh, due to its unpopularity. So for the Liwei edition, right? I think we remember. I remember that in a quest. Uh, the Mondstadt edition was likely was likely written shortly after Alice's arrival in Mondstadt before raising Klee. During that time, she observed Amber's Baron Bunny and was inspired to build an explosive doll, which eventually became known as Dodoko. She also became known for performing aerobatic stunts after launching herself with an, an- Anemo slime, only to receive a gliding violation from Jean. <laughs> While writing the Alice Leeway edition. Amber? I thought Amber did that. Alice, Alice, Alice. Huh. No, no, Alice did that. Um, while writing the Liwei edition, Alice became acquainted with Jong Lee, who she described as the sternest person she knows. She also cured Echo of his stutter, but the potion side effects caused him to be compelled to perfectly imitate those around him, which he is still afflicted by to this day. While the Inazuma edition was first published during the Irodori Festival, its contents set Alice's experiences as occurring shortly before the outbreak of a war, of war a year ago. She attempted to recruit Kamisato Ayaka for tevat idols only to be rebuffed at least six times and befriended Yoimiya (laughs) that's what it says
1: oh my god Ayaka would have been an idol
0: (laughs) oh my god kind of makes sense yo Yoimiya Yoimiya is basically an idol like she could be an idol 100% yeah
1: but Ayaka can Um, dance
0: that's that's true actually that makes sense so uh, last section is present day. Shortly before the events of version 1.6, Alex found, uh, Alice found the Golden Apple Archipelago and thought of Klee. As a gift to her and the people who were taking care of her, she decided to dress up the islands, leaving behind various gadgets and games to turn it into a summer park for everyone to enjoy. In order to get everyone to come she concocted a plan of leaving behind threatening letters encouraging them to go to the island to deal with a fictional enemy called dodo king however once the last puzzle was dealt with the truth was revealed through one of alice's inventions which she calls the alice phonograph she explained herself and the island that this uh she explained herself and the island and that she was already exploring other another area in teva sometime later alice returned to mondstadt to visit klee during the trip she ran into venti and gave him a dodo communication device to give to a friend of his, which he would give to the traveler. The end. That's all we have.
1: And that's when Nahida started to talk to us telepathically, right?
0: Right. So like, um, yes, exactly. There was, uh, that's, that's the implication, right? That we know so far, but yeah, so that's cool. And Yeah, so Alice is, like, really interesting. She has ties to almost every major character and event. And, um, you know, I'm really excited for her reveal eventually. I think they're going to make it, like, a huge deal. Um, I really hope she's playable. You know, I don't see why she wouldn't be, but, like, you know, we'll see. So um, so the last part of the wiki, which is super interesting to me, is the trivia and the etymology. So... Um, trivia Alice is familiar with earth culture inclu- Introducing idol culture to Barbara via magazine And having previously made statements about the Rubicon which is in, um, With the implied context of the real life phrase Crossing the Rubicon While the wings of feasting were developed As a part of collaboration between MiHoYo and KFC The description is narrated by Alice The explanation for the wings' appearance Claims they originally had blue and white color scheme Which Alice later modified to be red and white To fit her family's taste Rather than innately having KFC's red and white brand colors uh etymology her alice and her daughter Klee are of a race blessed with longevity and have pointed elf-like ears however the name of their race and whether or not teyvat has a name for their race is currently unknown during the final riddle a secret uncovered the chinese equivalent for kaya's comment about how alice and Klee are kindred spirits both wild and free is uh in chinese the mother and daughter are both free and unfettered jingling jingling primarily refers to supernatural entities in a broad sense such as elves spirits and fairies right in the field of european legends and fantasy uh jingling um mainly refers to elves ling to spirits and uh, to fairies that said jingling has previously been used to describe barbados before he became an archon and paimon so those kind of creatures are described as like jingling and Barbados, then ba- Barbados it was Trent hmm?
1: wait Barbados is Venti, right because that's his other name
0: yes so remember before he became like his current form mm. of like he became this form because it, it's like his friend right and uh, before that he was like a little little robed little fairy looking thing do you remember that
1: oh I think I vaguely remember that cutscene because he was like kind of talking to so someone like you know, some ethereal character before it, it Exactly, and away.
0: and um. So Venti is my wife's favorite character, and this is why I know this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was like originally like a little uh, little wind sprite, um uh, before he took on his current form. Um. So for Barbados, it was translated as both elf and spirit. For Paimon, it was translated as elf. In addition, it is used as part of the Chinese name for, uh, the Oceanid. Um. And given that none of them bear much resemblance to Clee nor the typical depiction of an elf, the translating the term. Becomes a little complicated, but there is a connection there. The Japanese version unambiguously uses the term erifu, so just elf. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Korean version phrases the above expression um, as like uh, something in Korean, which roughly translates to having truly free souls. Um, So another part of the trivia is Albedo calls Alice aunt, although not in the familial sense of the word. In Chinese, he addresses her as a-, a-, ai, a term which literally means aunt but is also used as an honorific to ol- for older women who have a blood r- no blood relation to the speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Chinese yeah, and Japanese d- versions, the, the Narukami style... Right, exactly. Uh, you, you do that, auntie, right? Yeah. <laughs> in, in, oh, everyone yeah. in Hawaii. Um, uh, in the Chinese and Japanese versions, the Narukami style rendering, Japanese-inspired spa- name of Eris, a historical figure in Enkanomiya, is recorded by Chinese characters Arisu. Historically, they are used as part of the family name Arisugawa no Miya, a branch of the imperial family of Japan. Meanwhile, in popular culture, they're commonly used as kanji j- transcription of the English name Alice. However, there's not any other connection been made between this Alice and the adventure Alice, the Japanese like Enkanomiya characters. And it says that um, it's possible that it might be named after a goddess in Greek mythology for Eris, meaning like strife. Um, but we don't know. It says Alice says. Uh, ah, so there is like the gold. The, the in Greek mythology, there is like Eris, who is known for having tossed the golden apple of discord into the feast of the gods, which eventually caused the Trojan War. During the Midsummer Island adventure, Alice dubs the Har Islands in the golden apple archipelago, um, which is how the archipelago is known by in game. OK, so maybe there's some kind of tie there. It could be coincidence, but I mean it's a really specific name I think, Golden Apple Archipelago. If it's like the Golden Apple of Discord, if that's like a Greek mythology thing, that that sounds like something that would make sense cuz that there's always some kind of craziness going on in the Golden Apple Archipelago. So, yeah, that's it. That's everything. That's uh that's a uh, Alice's wiki page. I hope you uh learn something, Kahi. What do you think of Alice after hearing all this?
1: Uh, well, not specifically about Alice cuz we just we just went through all that but it kind of it kind of makes more sense why there was a Klee banner before Sumeru launched cuz if Klee and really her and Alice's race is going to be kind of a thing going on in the background I mean suddenly we have Nahida who is also looks very very similar to their race as well I mean they they do these things where they have a character's banner kind of tie into what the current story is like when they did the the previous Zhang rerun. I mean, Zhang Li came back into the story, and then we had the Zhao rerun because his story was coming in. Right. I know. I hope Clee doesn't show up in this place because she's gonna set something on fire. But, but you know, it, it kind of makes oh, sense. But why maybe they use her to fight characters. against
0: the the Fatui, right? <laughs>
1: oh, that'd be great. Yeah, because like something will activate yeah. from. You know, I wonder how Clee and Dory would get along. Like she would just be all amazed at all the gadgets that she has. And then she talks about like, Oh, your sure. your mom is Alice? I know Alice. That'd be that'd be really cool. Should, like she probably
0: she probably knows her. Mm-hmm. She probably knows her already. Maybe maybe. Right? Just knowing the information Dory knows. Um but yeah, I feel like she would be like, Don't touch stuff
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> um Okay, so yeah, so that was our lower learn along about Alice today. I hope it inspires you to uh learn more about the lore you know go on the wiki just go down the rabbit hole and um learn a bunch about the game and you can really get a new appreciation for the game and look at the characters in a different light when you can see how they're all connected um and a lot of that information is kind of hidden so you know if you really like this segment uh let us know in the comments because i would love to do more if you have any requests for a character that you want us to talk about um also let us know that'd be great we're gonna learn the lore with you so you know let's let's enjoy um, now uh, this let's go move on to our next segment, which is which Genshin character are you quiz? Okay, so I'm gonna Kahi, I'm gonna do the quiz on the computer. Um, the quiz is gonna be at uh, a Um, and I'll post a link later if you want to do it yourself. But um, Kahi, uh, I'll ans- I'll ask you questions, give you the answers, and I want you to pick, and then we'll see what character you are, and then I'll do mine. Okay? Alrighty. Okay, so let's, which Genshin Impact character are you? Quiz start. All right, Kahi, if there was an opportunity to go on adventure in an unknown world, would you, A, go by yourself, B, go along with a friend, or C, go along with a family member or lover? Probably C. Go along with a family member or lover? yeah okay which of these magical items would you wish to have one or a an invisible cloak and quick movement ability b a magic pill that adds 100 more years to your lifespan and preserves your youth or c a helmet that greatly boosts intelligence and creativity
1: what was the first one again
0: invisible cloak and quick movement ability Magic pill that adds a hundred years to your lifespan and preserves your youth. Helmet that greatly boosts intelligence and creativity.
1: Probably preserves the youth, but I know I kind of know what what kind of characters they're gonna lead me towards. <laughs> but yeah, maybe the. Pill.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Okay. Okay. Um, the animal that you would have as your guardian deity: fox, eagle, or leopard. Ah, uh, fox. In your opinion, this is much more important. Ideals, freedom. Family, stable livelihood. Interests, quality of life. A, B, C.
1: Oh, this is tricky. I have to put one above the other. A is
0: ideals and freedom. B is family, stable livelihood. And C is interests, quality of life. which is most important.
1: That's a quality of life.
0: Okay. After 10 years of suffering, a wish can be granted after defeating the dragon. What would your wish be? One. So you've suffered 10 years, right? And you've defeated the dragon and you can be granted a wish. What would your wish be? A is be crowned as a king, lead the common folk into a happy life. B, be given a new identity, experience a new life. C, be with your beloved. Spend your days peacefully and sweetly.
1: See easily.
0: Okay. What kind of magic would you want to master? A. The art of summoning. B. The art of healing. C. The art of cursing. From healing. Healing. An evil witch casts a curse on you, and you have the option to select what it is. Your choice is: A. Irregular outbursts of manic and rage. B. Incapable of hearing. C. Loss of memories. Interesting, right? Ooh, yeah, Irregular outbursts of one mannequin one. rage. Mm. Yeah, like pick your poison, right? Mm-hmm. Irregular outbursts of mannequin rage, incapable of hearing, loss of memories.
1: Probably loss of memories. Uh, there's a reason why, but I'll talk about that later.
0: Okay, which of the following gives you a better sense of achievement? A, helping impoverished children improve their lives, B, becoming a vlogger with 1 million followers, C, finishing a difficult project by yourself that brings huge profit to the company. You can probably C. Okay. Uh if you could have a combat support, you would choose uh okay, this is interesting. Okay. Um, So either Infernal Knight, Sparrow Spirit, or Shadow Bear. And Infernal Knight has Strength A, Speed B, Intelligence B. Sparrow Spirit has Strength C, Speed A, Intelligence A. And Shadow Bear has Strength A, Speed A, and Intelligence C.
1: Probably the Sparrow.
0: Sparrow, okay. Okay. If given the choice, which would you prefer to do? Return to the past, live in the future, or focus on the present?
1: Present, I guess. Okay.
0: I think we're almost there. Does being an exposed does being exposed to unfamiliar circumstances or things make you feel uneasy? Yes, no, sometimes. No. Which ability do you have more confidence in? Your performance, your intelligence, or your creativity?
1: Uh, it's between intelligence, creativity. i want to say, cr- mm. uh, I'll go with intelligence.
0: Okay. Okay, your character is Raiden Shogun. Oh
1: yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Plane of Arrhythmia, Ooh. birthday June 26, zodiac sign Cancer, affiliation Inazuma City, Gnosis Electro, constellation Imperatrix Ambrosa. Only through eternity are you the closest to the heavenly principles. Raiden Shogun, also known as A, is the younger sister and Kagemusha of the first Electro Archon Makoto. She has come all the way from the past, witnessing the heavy price Inazuma has paid that led to this day. You and A have similar personalities. You are more composed and thoughtful than your peers, so responsible and thoughtful that it makes you appear mature and firm, making it easy to be relied on.
1: I like that answer.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, All right, my turn, right? Wait, before
1: we go on the memory thing, there's a reason why oh. I picked that. You get to have that that first experience again. Like, you know, you watch something, and you're like, man, I wish I could watch that over and just have that same kind of, like, reaction or that same kind of, like, awestruck you know, watching something for the first time, tasting something for the first time, getting to relive that awesome first experience over and over again. Uh, yeah, I'd but agree.
0: you wouldn't know that it's your first time. But I could document <laughs>
1: it. The thing is, I could still have that genuine reaction to like, a, like a, a, f- a piece of food or like watching a show. I could document that kind of thing, but I still get to like I, watch the thing over and over again. Like, a,
0: I would be sad that the people I know I don't know anymore and they know me and they're like, it's like I left them behind, well, but I'm still there.
1: Well, here's the thing: it's you can still. The more you mature, the more you learn, the more you, wise you grow. You can still present yourself nicely. You can. You can even talk to the people, as uh, it's not. It's not so much like being senile, but like you're you're not losing literally everything. That you're, it's not like a degenerative like memory uh, defect. It doesn't it doesn't like, say well we. Of course, it doesn't say, but we don't know how severe that thing is going to be. But if you had to choose.
0: Right, exactly. All right. All right, ready? I'm going to do mine. Yeah, ready. I'm going to do it fast because I already read them all. Unless it's different. Oh, it's the same. Okay, if there was an opportunity to go on an adventure in an unknown world, I would go... Hmm. An unknown world? I would want to go by myself. I think
1: it's like it's like going on a which hike. which of these magical
0: though? items? Yeah, well, I don't want to subject uh, my uh, family members or loved ones to this kind of, you know, if it's a dangerous world, I'm assuming I'm gonna assume dangerous, and I'm gonna say I would just risk myself and not someone else. Um, I want the invisible cloak with the quick movement ability. Yes. And let's see, uh, the animal you would have is your guardian deity. I would also have a fox. In your opinion, this is much more important. Ideals, freedom, family, stable livelihood, interest, quality of life. I also think that um, interest, quality of life is really important. Yeah, I think so. After 10 years of suffering, which can be granted defeating a dragon. I also would want to be with my beloved, spend my days peacefully. What kind of magic would you want to master? I would also want to master the art of healing an evil witch casts a curse on you and you have the option to select what it is your choice is uh, mm, i would probably want to do oh i would probably pick um incapable of hearing i guess i don't want irregular man- outbursts of mannequin rage that's that's too too much <laughs> uh which of the following leaves you a better sense of achievement Helping impoverished children, becoming a vlogger, finishing a difficult project by yourself. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on what way I would help impoverished children improve their lives, because if it's like very slight, I don't know if I would get achievement off of that. Like, I feel like just like, oh, there's still so much to do. I feel like this is nothing. But if we really, really improve their lives, like, you know, it could be a big deal. But becoming a vlogger with a million followers, that would be, uh, that's like a thing I would love to do. So maybe I'll pick that one for now. Uh, if you could have a combat support, I would choose the, um, yeah, I'd probably choose the Sparrow Spirit to, yeah, Sparrow Spirit. Because you're making up if for something you If given the choice, like. which would you prefer? Yeah, yeah I, w- oh, I want, like, a, a supporting, a, sup- a smart, fast supporter because, like, I don't know, I like to move quickly. If given the choice, which would you prefer to do: return to the past, live in the future, focus on the present? Ooh, this is so hard. Uh oh, man. Uh, maybe, maybe live in the future. Maybe live in the future. Does the uh, does being exposed to uncomfortable situations make you feel uh to unknown situations make you feel uncomfortable? I accidentally said yes. I accidentally clicked it. <laughs> so you can't go back. I don't want to start over. I don't think I can go back. Uh, let me just like, okay, I'm just going to like run through it again. Cause I, I know what it is. I'll just cut this part. Let's see. Which ability do you have more confidence in your performance? Oh wait, I, it, it didn't let me go back. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I can't. All right. Whatever. I hit yes. All right. Which ability do you have more confidence in my performance? Let's do that. Oh man. But I want to, I want to fix that one. Okay. So let's see if I get the same one. Um, Let's see. Go by yourself. Invisible cloak. Fox. Quality of life. Uh, Spend your life with your beloved. Art of healing. Incapable of hearing. Become a vlogger. Sparrow spirit. Live in the future. Just being exposed to unfamiliar circumstances or things make you feel uneasy. Sometimes. Sometimes. What ability have more performance? Oh, it's totally different. Okay, so I, I when I accidentally picked the other one, I got Xingqiu. but I got Yaimiko. Yay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a coincidence!
0: Hey, we can be friends now. Yeah, Astute you're amusement.
1: definitely going into that new world.
0: <laughs> so, oh, and how is my favorite little one doing? Hmm, that's her quote. Yaimiko Miko is the head of the Shrine Maiden in charge of the Grand Narukami Shrine and the descendant of the Kitsune lineage and the intimidating editor in chief of Yai Publishing House. Gorgeous and striking in appearance, underneath is an unsuspecting, intelligent and cunning fox. You and Yai Miko are similar, mysterious and changing. You show different sides to different people and occasions such that others cannot discern your true nature from your appearance. Hmm. That that makes sense in a way, I think. So all right. Well, that was fun. <laughs> get so, right I'm yeah, just, I am mean,
1: happy with that answer.
0: <laughs> so, guys, let us know um, if you do this quiz. Let us know who you get in the comments. That'd be fun to know. Or tweet at us um, at GenshinGuysPod. Pod. And uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's talk about it. Um, okay. So our last segment. Let's move on to our very very last segment, which is the community question discussion. So last week we said. No playable character has ever died in the story, but if someone had to, who and how, right? So I'll start with me first. Um, I feel like Albedo would sacrifice himself for someone like Alice or Klee. Like we just talked about this, right? And um, even though he says like he's not going to call her mom, he calls her aunt and they have this huge history. I think that because he is not a human, that he's a created life form. That he wouldn't hesitate in a life threatening situation with seemingly no other option to sacrifice himself for someone else, especially clear Alice, what do you think, kahi? What about you
1: I think the more I learn about Albedo, it does make sense um especially because his whole like, his whole alchemy is like the transferring of life that's kind of what his research is on I think, but it would right. it would make sense that that would be like his ultimate test or his ult- his ultimate experiment you'd probably see what he could get for his life I mean it kind of helps him understand the true value of it so it, it would actually be a pretty good pretty interesting story to see the events leading up to it and just his reaction at the very end that'll be that'd be cool to see
0: okay and what about you for your character
1: I was actually gonna say Zhao even though he already had his like close close call and like the chasm story but the fact is he is he's the last of his group of his troop of his kind or his like the what was it called yaksha he's the last yaksha there's no other ones and we already left leeway so it's not like we're gonna find another yaksha out here because why would they be out there so if anyone has like nothing to lose it would probably be xiao like and he's he's the whole self-sacrificing person anyways if anyone is going to do some kind of act like that it's going to be Zhao so it, it feels like he is supposed to but everyone likes everyone likes him or maybe the whole story wants him to kind of grow out of that and just settle down into like humanity just like how we're trying to get Shenhe to be more didn't Cloud Retainer want Shenhe to get closer to humans even Ganyu and and yeah. stuff like that. So like, Zhao is one of those who's just too stubborn that'll end up just doing whatever he wants. And if he wants to do this, and he he wants to choose how he goes out, he's going to go out like this. Yeah, my answer would be Zhao. Yeah, like he almost did. Mm-hmm. He wanted to, I think, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, he found out that literally all of his, uh, you know, he found out what happened to his last companion. So his comrades, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so um, Zhao, Albedo. So now for the community answers. We had datsu Eighth say, if it had to be one, it would probably be Bennett, my favorite boy, sorry. Bennett would be unlucky and probably offer his life to save the traveler or someone else because he's loyal. Yep, that checks yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Pimzo Balta, but Pimzo Balto, Lisa is according to some lore. I think she was cursed or she's sick. Definitely one of those. Hmm. No <laughs>
1: Hopefully not. No,
0: Lisa, don't die. Yeah. I you don't even really get enough of her in the story. It. I really think she's gonna show up during the Sumer arc, like at some she point. Better. So at the end. Yeah.
1: She'll be like the anti doctor. She's gonna like come in and just swoop. <laughs> she's gonna interact with one of the harbingers or something. That'd be great
0: and martin says child because he's mean and i don't like him the way that he died is saritsa got the uh, saritsa got very mad at him and killed him <laughs> okay we'll see that could very well happen <laughs> like at some point i mean he's like the kind of wild child of the fatui i think and he you kind of, he's your friend already sort of and you can play as him so that's really interesting
1: or he dies as like uh, um, oh, no it makes sense like the saritsa is going to see that wait child you were this close to that to Liwei and you didn't actually do anything. She's gonna find out that she's that he's a traitor, and she's yeah, she's gonna, probably gonna off him or something. It would make sense.
0: And then everybody that owns this character, the same with all the characters. If someone owns the character, all the resources are returned to you, and the character's gone from the game. Oh
1: no! <laughs> but the catch is, you still get all your primo gems you spent on him. So total refund.
0: Oh. Oh, that would be interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh so Sam says I think Lisa due to her illness and I think she would die the way that Denyazar died during the samsara. Hmm. Yeah, I mean like uh yeah we'll see. Like that this whole thing that they've introduced with um talking about the uh the the sickness. Hold on.
1: Wait, she doesn't have Eliezer uh, too, does she? eliezer it's like skin thing?
0: right it's so eliezer i don't think it's eliezer is it because like now that we found out so much about it um we we just like we have to like consider <laughs> that people the characters can just die from this and that Cole went through a lot just to not be cured from it um but let's see uh what is, what is her sickness?
1: It's probably not oh, specified. Because Sumeru was the first time we even heard of a very specific kind of disease and named it. So if, if anything was hinted to Lisa way back then, this whole time, I mean, it's probably not going to be anything concrete.
0: I mean, I'm looking here and I don't see anything. I don't remember them talking about this, but, Oh my God. I love this story. Oh my God. We need to do an episode on Lisa because like, there's a story about oh, totally. her vision, and it's just, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we'll do I don't see it, on. but if that's the case, well, I'll, I'll look into that. But like, if that's the case, then I mean, it, it seems like it's possible. Um, Let's see, uh, Nathaniel, I think Child will die because if we fight him and he uses his foul legacy form, it might kill him, and we do an extra damage with the Traveler, so he'll probably die. Yeah, like, you know, there was that whole talk of him using, of like, when you use the delusions, like, right what happened to that guy in um in Watatsumi, right? Like, he uh, was dying because of the vision, I mean, because of the delusion, and I think he died, right? Oh, he uh, just got
1: really old before he overused it. He didn't die.
0: Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, so, like, that story, you know, that could happen to someone like Child too, technically. Uh, Blueberry Muffin. Maybe Albedo or Kaya, but I don't really know. Albedo because of Susbedo, <laughs> and Kaya because he is from Kainria. Rip to the Senora mains or more the who those who wanted to main her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Albedo has the, um, the primordial Albedo, who is, like, trying to take over his life in that one event. He tried to, like, replace him, and Kaya you know is is exotic and is implied that he might have ties to Kainria and, and um you know obviously he's adopted into Deluxe family so we don't know his actual history um but but yeah man maybe we should do a deep dive into like the uh, the um, we should do a deep dive into Amber, Kaya and Lisa <laughs> that'd be a fun episode um but yeah so yeah we'll see what happens Akini Thomas says Kazuha sadly dies mirroring his friend and dying fighting for a cause that he strongly believes in. Yeah, during this during all these stories with Kazaha that have come up recently, it really just seems like they're like preparing for Kazuha to die a really sad death or something. Like I don't know. Well, they just talk about his background so much.
1: I think he has a pretty like thick plot armor right now because he just inherited a sword that was True. already like it was already going through like a really bad transformation stage, and he now just stopped it and now starting like a whole nother a whole nother story between them with him and the sword. I forget what the sword guy's name was, but it'd be weird to just suddenly off him and now the sword it has no master
0: yeah, well that's what that's what this whole question's about right <laughs> like, no, like we're like, not it's not gonna happen it's just sure. like what if it happened would how be, would it happen
1: would be a good way it mirrors like his old friend right following in the footsteps
0: right okay and give goat says i think that albedo might die my reasoning for this is that albedo may lose it and destroy monstat and the main character may have to kill him in order to stop him so they implied something like this before right that albedo may destroy everything like that was like something that they implied in the end of his last story quest
1: yeah i don't know how he was gonna do it yeah but I think it was probably related to the freezing, not so much as alchemy. Because, uh, like, there's a whole reason yeah. Dragon spine is like that.
0: Well, um, I didn't dive into it, but I started reading into, like, uh, in, in this episode, I didn't dive into it, but I started reading into, like, Durin, like, the dragon, and, like, that whole story because, like, um, gold. Oh, yeah, the, the dragon was the reason. Also created. Yeah, and so the reason that he was actually, he was in, the dragon ate the other albedo, and then when the dragon died, he was kind of stuck in its stomach and he finally got out. And then that's when he decided, I want to take over other Albedo's life because he's living the life I want to live as like integrated into human society. Like that, that's like a whole, that's the whole story. And so, um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that eventually. Albedo has like so much history. Um, yeah, but Albedo, seems, <laughs> everyone's like me too. Like Albedo seems like a character that would die, yeah, like straight up. Like he's not sense. a person, mm-hmm. he, but he's, you know, he is caring enough. To to die for some reason, but you know, maybe he'll kill himself or maybe he'll ask you to kill him before he destroys everything, you know, who knows. Um so let's see. Uh Stan Luna says, I think Klee, because Alice abandoned her on a trip together because there was a non human massacre, and while all the others were hiding, Klee made a bomb accidentally killing herself. But I don't know, I know it's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, so um I mean, I don't Klee killing herself with a bomb would be really, really sad. Like that is freaking sad.
1: Um, it, but it is poetic in a way. I mean I get it. It's uh, it does make sense. She's just a little goil, Come on. It's Klee. She's just we, a little we elf can't and gorel. Yeah,
0: but you know, uh that's Stan Luna's take, so you know, to each their own.
1: Makes sense. i don't All right, guys. That. Yeah.
0: Thanks for uh Thanks for answering the community question. Um, You know, as always, super fun to hear your answers. So many people responded. Thank you so much. Um, You guys make this podcast better and better. And, you know, as always, if you have any requests or any suggestions for us, let us know. Comments, add us on Twitter. um, Let us know. So our new discussion question for next week, um, I love imagining this one, but if you could visit one of Genshin's locations in real life, where would you go and why? Right, I recently saw a real-life Genshin teleporter. It was a very surreal experience. Um, but I want to know, now knowing that we have Sumeru, knowing the areas that we've been to, um, where would you go? I know there's real ones. There's real like areas that it's based off of, like in China, et cetera. But, um, but let me know. Where would you want to go? All right, everybody, thank you so much. That wraps up the show for today. And as always, thanks for listening. Leave us a comment and a review. If you leave a five-star review in the form of a question, we may answer it on the next episode of the podcast. Um, Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Follow us on Twitter, once again, at GenshinGuysPod. Uh, Follow me on Twitch.tv slash JSide. I stream pretty regularly, uh, Genshin, among other games. And as always...
1: Ad Astra Abyssos.
0: Stars and destiny.
1: We Enjoy.